This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Diana Bartolini, a speaker, writer, and spiritual director who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. Diana Bartolini here with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. I am starting a new Bible study on the book of Exodus, and I am going to give you two quick reasons why you ought to study the book of Exodus, or at least consider studying the book of Exodus. Reason number one is, what does it mean to go from living in exile to living in freedom? And the second thing is, the book of Exodus shows us ahead of time. In other words, it prefigures some of the sacraments of the Catholic Church. So if you're interested either in learning to live in freedom or about how far back the sacraments really are visible in Scripture, I would highly recommend that you join us for the studying the book of Exodus, and I will drop a link to that in the show notes. I want to begin today's episode with one of my favorite prayers to the Holy Spirit. Come, Divine Spirit, rattle our cages, break into our locked houses, water our parched land, undo our bends and twistedness, awaken our hearts, help us to overflow with kindness and give us unending joy. Amen. And that comes from an ancient Pentecost liturgy. No idea how old, just know that it's ancient. On to our topic for today. Our, on, our topic for today is this. What do you do when you don't know what to do? What do we do when we don't know what to do? I'm sure this has happened to you in your life. You have a situation that maybe is out of your control. Maybe it has something to do with you, but is out of your control, right? There are things in our life that we can control, things we can influence, situations, people. And then there are things that may impact our life, but are out of our control or influence, but they have a huge impact on us. And at times like that, it can be very, very frustrating because you might feel as if your hands are tied or as if God has put you in a situation where there doesn't seem to be a way out. And if you think about it, the Israelites at the beginning of the book of Exodus were a little bit like that in a situation that appeared that God had forgotten about them, that was not of their own making, and they did not know how to get out of it. And I find myself in those situations from time to time, sometimes a little more often than I'd like. And I always think to myself, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Because that's the kind of person I am. I have to do something because I'm somehow convinced that my doing something will make it better. As I was reading the book of Exodus, which I've read numerous times, and it is actually one of my favorite books, this quote jumped out at me, not for the first time. Exodus 14, 14, and this is what it says. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to keep still. What do I do? I keep still. That is not easy for me. And I don't know if it's easy for you. I somehow always believe that if I'm doing something, I'm going to be making a situation better. But the truth of the matter is sometimes our doing something does not make situations better. Sometimes our doing something stirs up trouble. Sometimes our doing something confuses people. Sometimes doing something 
is putting ourselves into a situation that is not our business. I know, I know, it's hard to believe, but people do those sorts of things, right? All right, I'm joking. It's not hard to believe. We do it all the time. I've done it. I mean, this isn't True Confessions podcast, but I've done things that I should never have done. And maybe if I'd kept my nose out of somebody else's business, things would have worked out differently. Maybe I'm getting in the way of God. So maybe keeping still is the answer. And then you might think, how am I supposed to keep still? I'm concerned. I'm worried. Is God paying attention? Well, God does pay attention. He pays attention all the time. And one of the ways that we know that he has paid huge attention to our suffering in this world is that he gave us his son. In giving us his son, he truly did set us free from the worry of where we are going to be at the end of our life. And that is, of course, a very long-range kind of worry and concern. And you're probably thinking to yourself, okay, but Diana, I have this worry. I have this concern now. I need to do something. And I'm going to say to you, from my experience, from working in ministry, from serving other people, from listening to other people, sometimes, actually often most times, if you have done all that you can do, if it is your place to do something to begin with, then looking at Exodus 14.14 is really your answer. Because again, the Lord will fight for you. You have only to keep still. It's one thing to consider. And that comes, of course, from the Old Testament. Now I want to give you a New Testament verse. It's also helpful when you are in that place where you're thinking, I need to do something and all that I'm trying to do is useless and I don't know and I'm confused and I'm overwhelmed. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. This is St. Paul writing to the Colossians and he is teaching them about who Jesus Christ is and who we are in relation to Jesus Christ. And this is what he says, chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. For in him dwells the whole fullness of the deity bodily. And you share in this fullness in him, who is the head of every principality and power. Okay, so for in him, him being Christ Jesus, dwells the fullness of the deity bodily. So the fullness of God, Father, Son, and Spirit, is dwells in Jesus Christ in bodily form. Because we know that Jesus Christ was a man who lived on this earth, just as we live on this earth. And then Paul goes on to say that you, that means you, all of us, share in this fullness in him. So that the fullness of the Father, Son, and Spirit living in Christ Jesus, that same fullness of Father, Son, and Spirit lives in you. That fullness that is in him is the head of every principality and power, which means everything that is going around, swirling around, difficulties, confusion, undercurrents of pain, money problems, emotional problems, people fighting with each other. Jesus is the head of every principality and power. So what do we need to be afraid of? What do we need to worry about? Nothing. Having said that, I realize that 
that phrase, you know, the idea of being still and the idea of remembering that the Trinity dwells in us fully and that we share in the fullness of Christ, who's the head of every principality and power, that may sound like a platitude. And I am not ever about platitudes, especially not spiritual platitudes, because I think that is a misuse of the word of God. The point of me sharing these scriptures with you is to say, you know what? Life is harsh at times. Life can be difficult. The road can seem very rocky and unsure. But it is in those moments, because I truly believe that those are the moments. I, I believe that in general, life is good. But there are moments when it feels like life is not good. And you turn to him. You turn to God. And you say to him, take this, take this from me, take my worry, take my confusion, take my pain, take my sorrow and sit with me. And he's going to sit with you and he's going to fight for you. You're going to experience the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It's not magic. Prayer is not magic. God is not magic. Jesus is not magic. They are real. And the reality is, we often are so busy trying to fix our problems that we never allow God to fill us enough in stillness and in quiet so that we actually can do something about our problems. I don't know how serious your problems are, and there are many people who have very, very serious problems, very big difficulties. Part of our faith teaches us not only that we can go to God, but it is necessary at times to speak to other people who we know, who we trust, who we can go to with our problems, who are going to help us find solutions, not offer us platitudes or say things like, well, you know, it could always be worse or you don't have it as bad as so-and-so. That's not from God. What's from God is that remembering that he is with us. When there is a lot of confusion, because confusion never comes from God, it always comes from the evil one, that is the best time to take the time to be still, to remember that in that stillness, God is going to be there with you and for you, and he will fight for you because he always and only wants our good. And then that's, again, this verse, these verses from Colossians chapter 2, 9 and 10, because Christ is within us. The Trinity is within us. We share in the fullness of God's love and God's power. We are baptized. And again, because God wants our good. If you think about all of this, there are problems in your life, there are difficult situations, and your natural inclination is to fix it. I'm going to ask you to do something maybe that is unnatural for you. Not wrong, just not natural for you, maybe. And maybe it is natural for you. I'm going to suggest as our challenge for this week that when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like you cannot fix the problem, when it is beyond what you are able to control, I want you to stop. I want you to pause. And I want you to remember that the Lord will fight for you. You have only to keep still. And this is not about giving up. It's not about throwing your hands up and saying, I can't, I can't handle this. I'm so over it. I'm done. No, no. It is, Lord, you're with me 
and I know you're going to take care of it, and I'm going to sit here for five minutes until my heart rate slows and my breathing returns to normal, and I'm able to do the next thing that I need to do. It's not giving up as in I don't care, I can't take it anymore. It's surrender. It's remembering that God who loves you, who made you, is going to take care of you. That's what it's about. And it may seem unnatural for you, or maybe you're someone who that is the natural way that you do things. It's not natural for me. I have to be very conscious of it to do these things, to say that I've let go of trying to be in control of everything. I'm going to be still and wait for God. So that's what I'm going to ask you to do this week for your Not Lukewarm Challenge. If you ever want to talk about any of this, please shoot me an email. I'd be happy to chat and know that, as always, I am praying for all of you who are listening, and I hope that you are praying for me as well. I hope you, this Not Lukewarm Challenge serves you well to learn to be still. Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You have only to keep still. Keep still and always remember to do your best to live not lukewarm. God bless you and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listen. Show notes and links are at notlukewarmpodcast.com.